Welcome to the Well and Balanced Podcast with Jessica and Tracy. This podcast is all about exploring the wellness practices that we love and diving into the wellness trends of today. We are obsessed with self-care in all forms, from face oils to yoga and Pilates, and from holding boundaries to learning about supplements. Our modern lives are busy, but we believe everyday wellness and balance are possible. So join us for candid conversations between two friends, kicking back, a little bit of fun, and hopefully a dose of inspiration. Hey guys, Jessica here. Before we get into this week's episode, I just wanted to share a little announcement, update, event that's coming up. So this week's episode is a bit shorter for our regular podcast, and that's because Tracy and I recorded it live at our retreat that we did here in Hempstead at the absolutely stunning Fury Resort, and we had to keep the episode a little bit shorter just for time constraints, but this episode is all about Ayurveda for the season that we're currently in, which is the Vata time of year, the fall moving into winter when it's cold and dark and dry and windy, and just some basic overall tips that we can do to kind of help us balance that out. So if you're curious about what you hear in this week's episode and you're like, oh my gosh, I want to know more, this sounds so cool, then I just want to highly recommend that you check out my new book that came out this year called Holistisk Livstil. It is in Norwegian and it is all about Ayurveda. And it's really more of a lifestyle manual than like a heavy or dense textbook on Ayurvedic philosophy and techniques. So it's designed to be really accessible, easy to read, easy to understand, and answers a lot of kind of basic questions about Ayurveda. And most importantly, how you or anyone can start to incorporate Ayurveda into your daily life. So it's everything from your self-care routines with your tongue scraping and hot lemon water and abhyanga and oils that you use and oh, so much good stuff to um, your diet and how you can shift or minimize some of the foods that you're ingesting or enjoying to help balance out your energy and how you're feeling and your digestion. That's the most important part. And things about sleep and routines and creating a container for yourself for energy management. And of course, there's some yoga and some meditation and some breath work and all that good stuff in my book as well. And my favorite chapter is probably the chapter on creating a safe, sacred, and healthy home environment. So how you can upgrade and make better choices with your clothing, your furniture, your cleaning supplies, anything that you use in your day-to-day life that's kind of adjunct to your lifestyle. So check it out. If you're interested in getting my book, you can buy it at Norley, you can buy it at ARC, you can buy it online from my publisher. There is a link in the show notes. And the announcement is that if you're in Oslo, come say hi to me on November 30th. That's a Thursday. I'm going to be doing a book signing at the Norley Beeporten. So that's at the Beeporten Shopping Mall, which is next to sort of inside Oslo S. So it's right downtown, super easy to get to. And I'll be there from 3 o'clock to 
five o'clock in the afternoon, and you can come say hi, chat about Ayurveda, grab a copy of my book if you don't have it, and of course, I will be signing it, and yeah, it's going to be really fun. There's going to be a couple other authors from my publisher, from Noor, there as well, so it's going to be a little bit of a party. So that's it. That's all. Enjoy the episode, and uh, I hope to see some of you maybe in a few weeks. Hello and welcome to the Well and Balanced podcast. I'm Jessica and I'm here with Tracy tonight. Hello. We're with our Zest Wellness Weekend and it's just kicked off and it's a live group. So we're going to have a Q&A at the end. We really want to focus on discussing Ayurveda since we have our Ayurveda queen, Jessica, in the house who just wrote this amazing book and has been super knowledgeable, very interested, and you've studied a lot about Ayurveda, so you're a wealth of knowledge, and we just want to focus on really manageable, easy tools that we can actually use in our life, because everybody wants to make a change, it becomes a big overhaul, and you end up doing nothing. So we want to have things we can actually do. So what time of year is it you can talk about the Vata season a little bit and what we should be focused on right now? Yeah, thank you. Uh, first of all, I just want to say we're here at the Fury Resort in the beautiful Scandinavian Alps in Hemsedal. And yes, this is a live podcast. So you might hear some other noises in the background, but it's all good. We're rolling with it. And if you're listening, you know that's how we roll. Yes. <laughs> Going with a lot of distract. I mean, it's life. I don't know. But um, yeah, we're here to talk about Ayurveda tonight. And if you don't know or are not familiar, Ayurveda is the sister science of yoga, and it is technically the oldest medicinal system in the world. So it is older than traditional Chinese medicine. It is older than allopathic or Western medicine. And Ayurveda is rooted in this principle that we are part of nature. And everything in our life is a direct reflection of the nature that exists around us. And so if we are in pursuit of living a more healthy and balanced life, of feeling better in our bodies, our minds, our spirits, our emotions, our relationships, then we need to, in fact, not only honor nature, but we need to really pay attention to it and take our cues from that. So Ayurveda, because it's based in nature, we think about the cycles and rhythms of nature. We have the 24 hours of the day, so that cycle of, that, that keeps moving on each day, each hour. We have the cycle of the seasons, moving from the spring to the summer to the fall to the winter, and then continuing again. And we have the cycle of life. So from a baby to a child to a teenager to an adult to middle age, to elderly, to the end of life. And each and every one of these things, the hours of the day, the seasons of the year, the seasons of life, have different energetic qualities and properties to them. And if we're able to understand what energies are present at that time, we're then able to find a way through our daily practices, our routines, our choices, our diet, our sleep, to create balance for ourselves. And I think the first thing I wanna say about Ayurveda that's so beautiful and wonderful about this science is that it is bio-individual. 
So what this means is this medicinal system recognizes that each and every one of us is an individual. And so if we're looking for our healthy, most balanced state, that means we have to understand that it's not going to be the same as the person next to us, as our friend, as our partner, as our sister, as our parents. And really taking a look at what makes us unique and us special from our digestion to how we respond to stress to um, our preferences in life. And to me, that's the most beautiful part of Ayurveda, why I love it, why I've taught it and studied it for so long. But what we're here to talk about tonight is the season that we're in right now, the season of year, the season of the year. And this is the fall turning into winter. Today in Hempstead Hall, it's a snowstorm. Yes, it's, <laughs> it's coming down, it is cold, it is very windy out, and it's very dark. And these are all qualities that are typical of the vata time of year, of day, of life. And what does this mean? If you're like, I have no idea what she's talking about. Well, vata energy is cold, it's dark, it's windy, it's movement. And if we consider that everything that we see in nature is reflected back in us, I think a lot of us will understand this time of year, fall and winter, we get colder. We're like, oh my gosh, I need to put some socks on, put a hat on. We notice our skin getting drier. We notice our lips starting to crack. We notice perhaps more disturbances in our sleep, our digestion. Maybe our mental state feels a bit more scattered or a bit more like, what am I doing? What's happening? What's going on? All of these are very typical of vata imbalance. And not to worry if you're experiencing these. Like that's very normal, very natural. And Ayurveda has the answer to how we can kind of combat some of the in, these imbalances. So simply put, in Ayurveda, we use the use of opposites to help us create balance in our bodies, our minds, our spirits, and our emotions. So what this would mean if we're in the vata time of year, right now in the fall, and we know that the vata energy is heightened, that's why we experience these symptoms, because there's an excess of the vata energy. So what we need to do is apply this rule, the use of opposites, to help us create balance and bring ourselves back to a more neutral-ish state of being. So how do we do this? Well, the opposite of cold is going to be warm. The opposite of dry and dehydrated is moisturized. The opposite of variability or movement or the wind that we see outside is stability, stillness. And at first glance, this seems a little overly simplistic of like, oh, okay, thanks, Jessica. You're not really telling us anything new. But when we start to use the actual concrete tips that Ayurveda teaches us, like how do we accomplish this? How do we find more stability, more nourishment, more warmth? A really cool thing happens, and this is that we start to feel better. This is the whole point of all of the practices of yoga and meditation and now Ayurveda, if we're going to use that in our life. And I think many of us, that's really the bottom line. Like, 
I want to feel better. I want to sleep better. I want to have better digestion. I want to feel more balanced. So I think what I'd like to say is just a few quick ways in which we can practice this. And one of the reasons I love Ayurveda so much as well is because it's accessible to everybody. It's not just for a few people. It's not just for the yogis who live in the Himalayas. It is each and every one of us, busy householders, we have kids, we have jobs, we have responsibilities. And yet there are ways that don't require us to take crazy medicine or pills or dedicate our life to some you know, nutty workout regime in which we can cultivate the sense of well-being for ourselves. And to me, that's like so hopeful to be like, ah, I can be empowered to take control of my health in a way that's really quite simple. Like it doesn't require all this extra stuff to it. So I want to talk about that for a minute. And then, um, I don't know, then I'll pass it back to you, Tracy, and see what other thoughts you might want to add or, or other questions we might have or open it up to the audience if you have questions. But some of the quick tips to balance yourself, and this is for everybody. Um, because we only have half an hour, we can't go more into depth in terms of the different doshas, vata, pitta, kapha. We can't go into different types of imbalance. But you can buy Jessica's book and you'll find out all about it. So I'm going to plug since you won't. Go ahead. Yeah, that's true. Okay. You can buy my book. Um, thank you. <laughs> Uh, so some of the things we can do now are to focus on eating warm and nourishing foods. So these are, oh, I guess let me backtrack before we said that. Um, even though we can't go into specifics for each dosha tonight or in this podcast episode, uh, these are tips and tricks that are good for everybody. So anyone listening or anybody here at the live recording, these are going to be beneficial for you. So warm, nourishing foods. For breakfast, examples might be having some grit, oatmeal, maybe mixing in some steamed sliced apples, warming spices, cinnamon, cardamom, lots of good fats. So this might be ghee, clarified butter, this might be some coconut oil, or it might just be like regular raw butter, full fat butter. Mixing all of that together, maybe some full fat milk, just to make it a little bit... Um, mushier for lack of a better word, but <laughs> more, nourishing. more nourishing just to get more of that fats. That lubrication from the animal fat is going to um, help your internal organs to digest and help keep the internal parts of your body lubricated and moisturized. So this is not the time to be on a diet, friends. Uh, although Ayurveda has a lot to say about that anyways. Um, avoiding or minimizing, in Ayurveda we like to use the word minimize, because Ayurveda understands that an all or nothing type of diet or an all or nothing type of exercise regime or an all or nothing type of routine is not sustainable in the long run. So we wanna be really kind and compassionate to ourselves when we make changes in our life. What small changes can we make that are sustainable? And then once we're able to maybe master those to some degree, perhaps then we add in more changes that we'd like to make. So Ayurveda is a very gentle way of approaching our balance and our health and our wellness. So starting with warm and nourishing foods, but minimizing foods that are cold and dry. So examples of this might be raw food, like 
raw vegetables. It might be raw salads. I know people hate to hear this. They love their salads. Uh, and this one really bums people out, but smoothies. Smoothies are a no-go in Ayurveda. It's too many differences of the energetics of food if you're putting different fruits and maybe some spinach and protein powder, and especially if you put ice in it. Uh, that's really not recommended in the Ayurvedic way of, of nourishing ourselves. So staying away from cold and dry foods, kanekibra, matpake, I know that's hard to hear, but uh, those are actually perhaps going to aggravate the vata energy and create more wind. And if we're speaking about digestion in particular, which Ayurveda believes that all health and wellness comes from the digestive fire. We call that agni in Sanskrit or in Ayurveda. And so if your digestive health is off balance, it's more likely you're going to have some sort of imbalance in the rest of your body or somewhere else in your life. So Ayurveda focuses a lot on the digestive health and steering away from cold foods during the Vata time of, of year is going to minimize some of the symptoms we feel, which might be constipation, bloating, excess gas, or just a feeling of being really full, even though maybe you haven't eaten that much. If you switch and you start eating warmer, nourishing foods, that's going to minimize those symptoms. It's going to minimize the excess vata dosha or energy you're feeling. So along those lines, we also would want to be drinking beverages that are warm and nourishing. So minimizing things that are stimulants, coffee, that's a hard one, minimizing sugar, minimizing tobacco, minimizing alcohol, all of these things that are going to dysregulate the nervous system are going to aggravate the vata energy, causing us to feel jittery, causing us to feel like our mind can't focus, causing us to feel really unstable and ungrounded. And again, this is the time of year that we want to feel or, or try to feel more grounded, more stable, more slow. So the things that make us feel less stable, less grounded, are obviously going to be contraindicated this time of year. Warm herbal tea, or just even hot water with lemon. Like that's a great thing for most people to be drinking this time of year. Like keep yourself warm, keep yourself hydrated, and do so without the stimulation of caffeine. So again, I'm not telling people to like, quit coffee, cold turkey. That's never going to happen, especially in Norway. <laughs> but consider your coffee intake. Is there a way to cut back a little bit? And one of my favorite recommendations for drinking coffee is to, um, if you can stand it, my husband's like a black coffee drinker. He's like, I don't know. He, he's like, you can't even call what you drink coffee. He's a purist. I put, I blend full fat milk and ghee into my coffee. And that helps to regulate the blood sugar after you drink coffee. It helps to stabilize and minimize the acidic qualities of coffee. So it's less irritating to the uh, stomach lining. And adding a sprinkle of cardamom, so the spice cardamom, to your coffee tastes great. And it also counteracts the, the acidity. Acidity, why is, what's the problem with that? It's dehydrating and drying. Oh, that's a quality of vata. Here we go. So if I'm consuming something that creates 
dehydration in my body, that makes sense that it's going to aggravate and create more of the vata energy, which is already dry and dehydrating. Uh, oh, routines. Let's just talk about that quickly. And then I'll hand it to you if you have any other questions, Tracy. Um, this is the time of year to really focus on good routines. So going to bed at the same time every night, waking up at the same time every morning, eating your meals at the same time every day. And I know this sounds so boring. When I first started studying Ayurveda, I was like, oh my God, routines? I don't want to have good routines. Like I like to be free. I like to be wild. I like to live by the seat of my pants a little bit and like have this kind of laissez-faire lifestyle. And when I dug a little deeper, I started to realize actually part of my anxiety, which is a symptom of vata, by the way, came from the fact that I had no stability in my day-to-day -day routine. And as soon as I started changing that and becoming more particular about making sure that I had stability in my life, a lot of my anxiety started to dissipate. And I'm not the only one that this happens to. As humans, our nervous system, regardless of your personality, regardless of your lifestyle, our nervous system as humans is wired to want to be in a relaxed state. We call this the parasympathetic nervous response. And when we're constantly on the move, when, when our days are so varied and like, okay, one day we're having dinner at 18, one day we're having dinner at 20, one day we're having dinner at 21, our body doesn't know what's coming next. So our nervous system is dysregulated and it aggravates and triggers the sympathetic nervous system, which is the fight or flight. And when our body is in a constant state of fight or flight and the nervous system is always like, what's coming next? Okay, I have to be prepared we're not able to relax. We're not able to soften. And it, it's like this self-fulfilling prophecy where the more agitated we are, the more agitated we become. And that just creates more stress in the body. And what does that do? It releases more stress hormones. So vata already has this elevated possibility of excess stress in the body. So when we do these, these practices, like eating warm, nourishing foods, eating warm or drinking warm beverages that do not contain stimulants, having routines, we're calming the body, we're calming the nervous system, and we're grounding ourselves. And so these are some of the things, and keeping warm, I said that earlier, but making sure that you're wearing socks, making sure that you have your hat on. And if you're going outside in the winter, I mean, I know the Norwegian culture and, and the culture I come from as well, like we're outdoor people. We like to be outside. We like the cold. We like the snow. It's not to say to avoid being outside. It's just to be mindful about how well you're dressed. And this is a saying in Norway, right, which I love. There's no such thing as bad weather, only bad clothes. <laughs> so make sure that you are properly, especially combating the wind element, so like if there's a lot of wind outside, making sure that you are, you know, having something around your neck, making sure that you're covering the lower half of your face, trying to protect yourself a little bit from the elements. If you start to do some of these things, you will notice a difference. Your digestion will be better. Your sleep will be better. And 
again, it just comes back to this idea of like, it seems simple, right? Like we already have heard these things in our life at some point from somewhere, but Ayurveda has brought all of this science together. And of course it goes much deeper than what we're doing in this, in this quick little discussion, podcast interview. But there's a reason that this medicine has existed for 5,000 years and it's because it works. And humans have evolved a lot, but at the core of who we are and our, our personalities and our behaviors, a lot of things are still the same. And so I just want to recommend that you try this out and just kind of see for yourself how you feel if you think about staying warm, staying moisturized, so making sure that you're both drinking enough liquids like water or also applying enough oils and creams to your body, keeping yourself hydrated externally, eating warm, nourishing foods that are heavy, root vegetables, awesome, make a lot of stews, make a lot of foods that have warming spices in them, turmeric, cumin, things like that. And yeah, you're going to feel a lot better. All right, Tracy, do you have anything you want to ask or add? Thank you so much for all that great information. I think with a lot of these things, if you don't want to take out, I'm not losing smoothies or black coffee, just not going to happen. You can think about adding in hot water with lemon. It tastes great. It's an easy thing to start right now. Second of all, and I have to make fun of you a little bit, I'm on the other side of Jessica's computer. Your inbox is like 10,000 emails, which is giving me Volta anxiety. I mean, I just, I had to mention it because it's wild. Beyond that, I think we're going to wrap this up, but super informative. I think you, if you take one or two things, small steps, if you're consistent, makes a big difference with everything. Do you want to say anything else? No, I think, I think you just actually hit the head on it in terms of like consistency and commitment. And if you fall off the wagon, if you start a new routine and you're able to, to carry through for a few days or a week, and then you have a bad day or you're traveling or something else happens or you have small children and you can't do the things you want to do because you're not on your own time, that's fine. These practices are always there. And that's the promise of Ayurveda is that you can always come back to it. You can always recommit. But we do notice change when we have consistency. So I love that. And also, thanks for calling me out. I, I just, I've never seen anything like that in my entire life because you're so disciplined. And that was wild. Oh, that's totally Vata. And yeah. uh, oh, my, I have a lot of my friends call me out for the, if you should see my text messages. Okay. I think we should let <laughs> we'll wrap it up. It's super late here. Thank you guys so much for coming. Thank you guys so much for coming and participating. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you all for listening. And you'll hear from us soon back in our beds with no people. That's how we usually record. So thanks, guys. Good night. Bye. Thank you. Thank you.